0: fitness pro mentors community welcome to another episode of the podcast super excited to have you here i love talking to you about marketing and helping you have all the tools you need to two to three x your personal practice and one of the things that i think will be super cool is if you're like me you want to talk to people who've actually done it and actually kicked butt and mr curtis clay who's a good old friend with the beautiful backlighting Curtis Clay, <laughs> welcome to the show again man how you doing man
1: i'm good bro i'm good yeah i forgot my lighting thing man You know, so I had to set that up. But no, I'm good, man. Just keeping busy and excited to do this. I always look forward to doing this and seeing your face and catching up. And but yeah, things have been good.
0: I can't complain. I like your face, man. I can tell everybody (laughs) (laughs) that sneezes. Right. Oh, you're allergic to my BS. Nice. (laughs) No, I tell everybody like there's a, there's a handful of, I know we got a lot of awesome colleagues, but when I think about people internationally, that if I could do something and collaborate with more, you're at the top of the list because you're just a creative, genuine, hardworking person. You're all in and I love it. And it inspires me. So I appreciate it, man. I feel the same
1: way to you, bro. I mean, I think it's, it's fun to create things and build things. Um, especially Legos with kids and blocks. So, but yeah, it's, it's great to be creative. I think it's something that we all should tap into a little more, you know, like you and the drums and that type of stuff. So I think it's a good thing for us to do.
0: I was just talking to one of my clients about this. And I think that no matter where you are on the spectrum of your business or whatever it is that you like to do, I think working on creative intelligence in one way or another will only help you. If you're a math person, getting better at creativity in one way will open right. up a bunch of doorways to think about things differently, which you and I have talked about ad nauseum about it. I think it's, yeah. it's incredible
1: yeah I think it's I think uh, you're yeah essentially I agree yeah I totally agree with that <laughs>
0: So oh, I wanted yeah. to try something a little different because, I mean, you and I, we've talked about a lot of different things. And anyone who's checking right. this out, uh, myself and Curtis, uh, the Minds of the Muscle show, Glenn and I with Curtis. Uh, Curtis has been a part of the collaboration that we've done with Jacques and Michael Gooden, which is more of that coming up. Stay tuned. I'm excited yeah. for that. Uh, but I wanted to do like an open Q&A with anybody. Um, and I was going to do it alone. But then I was like, hey, Curtis, you want to join me? And I got some great questions. But Love as it. always because you're so awesome. I got a couple <laughs> questions for you and I, and then I got a bunch of questions for you. So I'm yeah. thinking maybe you're okay with it. We'll start with our mutual questions and then yeah, let's we can jump it. into some Curtis specific stuff. Let's do it. So Daryl Richards, who's one of our students said, always love knowing what other coaches and business owners are currently reading and studying. Mm. They don't have to be exercise or business related. So Curtis, what are you kind of studying, reading and learning about right now? That's getting yourself fired up and applying to whatever you like to do.
1: I love it. I love it. Um, so I listen to like a book a week, not related to exercise, just because with two kids, I can't sit down and read. <laughs> Me sitting down and reading is a is a premium. So uh I, I I have a textbook that I read each month, and then I probably listen to a book a week, whether it's on personal development, whether it's business, whether it's I'm curious about how this person thinks, and so forth. So like right now I'm listening to a book, um, Grant Cardone's 10X. Nice. And uh it's fascinating, and I think the thing that I enjoy is that he's reading the book. So I watched the show, Undercover Billionaire. This isn't a plug or anything, and I love the way the guy operated. And so I wanted to kind of get some more of how he operated. And you can obviously take somebody's approach. He's pretty aggressive, um, but somebody's approach and, and, and make it work for you. Um, but I like people that are go-getters and take action. And so um, I can kind of feel that vibe with him. So that's a book I'm reading right now. And then a book that I'm also uh, going through this month is uh, Super Training. So kind of refreshing some of that stuff. You know, I feel like it's nice because, like, in our industry, I still believe we're in our, you know, toddlership or infancy to other professions. And so yeah. there's a lot of things that are being added in. Like, we use a good amount of technology here with our athletes and that type of stuff. Um, but it's always nice to, to go back to the basics, you know, so yeah. by Audible. Great. It's a great book. And so, um, and so, yeah, so like being able to go back to the basics is always helpful. And so, um, we did a study session here with the guys yesterday and I talked about that. Um, and it's hard because we try to, we almost like keep nudging forward. So that's kind of, kind of what I do. Um, I read parenting books too. Like that's a part of the spectrum, but I I also believe that the better parent I've become, the better trainer I've become too, because uh, as a, as a parent still, still new to it, um, we're, we're almost like it's improv every day. So how can I keep my emotions within check? Uh, because they can't sometimes because they're four and two. And um, that's something that I'm working on all the time because, uh, you know, I'm modeling how to handle so many situations, you know. And so yeah. that's kind of what I read and study. And I kind of go where I go. I've been obsessed with um, rib mechanics for probably four months. And that's, a I guess, a side project. But, uh, yeah, that's just kind of what I do.
0: That's awesome, man. Yeah. The parenting thing is interesting Um, because I I don't like talking about it with every single person because I feel like anyone that's not a parent's like, oh, here we go again. But I do think that there is something about like when you have to take care of this little tiny person that doesn't quite have the emotional intelligence to get what you're talking about and they're feeling something. You took away their red car and they blow up. (laughs) You got to figure out how to have a conversation with them and, and have it not turn into a war. That's a really interesting, it's definitely, how would you say it's helped you become a better trainer?
1: Um, I think that every day is improv here at work. Um, uh, Now, I'm not saying when it comes to building my workout plans, that's not off the cuff. Um, We build a plan of action, but you know, I mean, you guys know, like somebody walks in the door and their whole entire physiology or body language is different. And, and do you pay attention to that client enough? Or like we have multiple athletes that come in at a time sometimes, are you paying attention to their what their normal is, you know, yeah. and how they are so like, hey, OK, can I find this opportunity to pull them aside? Like in our gym, we've got two sides kind of. And so if I if they go over here to do an exercise or, or I might even be like, hey, you remember that one today we're doing? I want you to do this one over here instead. And then I'll have a moment to come over and be like, hey, what's up? Are you good? Cause they don't want to be around the other peers or whatever it is. And so I feel like every day is to some aspect improv, even though I build my plans, sometimes the plan that they come in with, it's not where we thought we were going. Right. It'd be nice to be on a linear pro- projection. And so yeah. I think with kids, it's been great. Like honor, like I probably had an average of three to four hours of sleep a night this week. Um, just cause he's got his, his molars coming in oh. and he, he doesn't know how to handle that. And, you know, and he's kind of like me. Like, we don't really get sick. And so when we do, we're babies. So, uh, like, I never get sick. So, you know, I, I can relate to him that way. And so, just like being there for him. And Jackie had a bunch of meetings this week. So, I got to get up and so forth. So, improv learning, it's helped me be better for my clients. But I would say before my kids got here, me being better with clients helped me get ready for my kids. So, it's kind of like a cyclical ebb and flow of those things there everything's going to help everything to some aspect
0: oh yeah i would completely agree and mr brad thorpe's here and he's saying he's excited for this and thorpe. i'm excited for this thorpe thanks for watching isos I baby iso thorpe <laughs> um i, I got uh, some things i got some things i'm working on right now um yeah. i'm in the I, I got two books on the go uh, i got alex hermosi's hundred million dollar offer mm. so I, i'm super focused I and mean, we've got a bunch of people in the mentorship right now as you know curtis and i'm trying to figure out everything I possibly can to make it marketing and helping people get busy as possible as easy as Mm -hmm. possible so I'm trying to learn as much about all these weird parts of marketing and advertising that I think I don't say came naturally but I kind of figured out trial by fire yeah I can figure how to make it happen faster so Alex Ramosi's hundred million dollar offer book is crazy because it's not just about fitness it's really how do you define your offer of what it is you do and how do you price point it and make it competitive I think it's awesome um And then Perry Marshall's 80 20 marketing. Um, okay. Which it, it's really cool. I mean, it's this whole idea that 20, I mean, eight, you got to do all, you got to do a lot of stuff to advertise yourself. And yeah. it really comes down to 20% of your main actions. It's going to bring 80% of your revenue. Feel it. But, yeah. So that's it, it, kind of really, really cool. I, I really am digging that. It makes, you know, this whole idea of how much stuff there is to do a little bit more simple. Right. Um, and then I got a, um, a marketing mentor myself someone that i'm learning from named ruben Drager. and i'm just trying to learn as much as i can about how to help people get busy i'm really loving it i'm That's on the cool. hypertrophy train too i'm trying to learn as much about hypertrophy from okay. the academic nerdy end and jacques even sprung board this more last week when we were talking <laughs> about you know oxygen deprivation and and internal occlusion of skeletal muscle being a component of hypertrophy like geez, he right. blew my mind he made everything worse so yeah man I love it's nice though. Yeah. When that stuff happens. Yeah, man, uh
1: I've seen that guy Alex on Instagram a good bit and yeah, uh, yeah the, I got a text from somebody from them They, asked, they have a podcast something. He asked me to be on it or one of their team members. Um which will be interesting. I don't know what they want to talk about, but um yeah, I just Damn. I think getting that information yeah from people is crucial because we all have a story. We all have things that have worked for us, but to hear different perspectives helps, you know? Yeah. So, and I think you've done a great job with the marketing aspect, but the cool thing with your marketing, which I think that we tend to kind of forget is that with your marketing, because like I know who you are, you truly want to help people. And I think that that comes across in your stuff. And so with that, the case, it's like there's a level of trust that's built. Like we know that, hey bro, you want to make, you know, Instagram posts, bro, you want to learn how to make hundred K blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Listen here, you know, like, it's kind of like, but the, the way that you're presenting it and I know, and me knowing who you are, it's a genuine, like, Hey guys, let's, let's get you guys to skip the stuff that I went through yeah, and help you get there, you know, which I think is great.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm glad it's coming across. Cause it's, it's hard I'm trying to follow the right rules, so to speak, to connect with people without right. sounding like everybody else. Um, it's tough, man. It's really, Stop. really tough. But I'm trying, and uh, but I, you know, I'm happy to go through all of the trials and tribulations to figure it out, and yeah. and and be great or suck, and you know, I think that's the fun part.
1: For sure. For it's definitely a journey, that's for sure. I got another Love question it. for you. Yes.
0: So this one's for both of us again, but I, right. I, I like this one. I, I haven't been asked this in a while, well, so this will be fun. I'm excited to hear what you say. <laughs> uh, another student of ours, Mr. Michael Cooper asks what three pieces of equipment would each of you add to your facilities next
1: that I that we don't currently
0: have that we don't currently have you want to go first because now I'm thinking <laughs> okay I got a couple um, I tell you what one that I want really bad that I won't get because it's too big for our, our older, more mm. sensitive folks is Atlantis um, has a like a new back extension bench Yeah, it's amazing yeah I, it's ridiculous it's got like you can adjust everything from the back where the the support is on the back of your leg to how high it is to how long it is and it's got a pulley you can attach it to a cable um, I was like this close to buying it but it's like 18 inches off the ground starting point for the foot so like I had my 78 year old Maureen here today on it with scoliosis there's no and she's like a hundred pounds soaking wet there's no if she goes up and she's like eight feet off the ground i'm exaggerating but that high off the ground i'm a little nervous for her you guys could mm-hmm. get it um yeah it's
1: just i mean it's expensive i mean i love the yeah. aspect i mean i saw case and post it i might yeah. be saying his name wrong but he posted it so i i went to rei and, and drilled a hole in to put a put a wheel through so i could do that yeah um nice. i tested it out at home first but i gotta do that but yeah I, I, it's a really cool piece because another guy uh i think it's
0: william uh, like, mcneely
1: yeah. Yeah. He got awesome, it. dude. Yeah. yeah. And he posted it and I was like, yo, bro, how much is that thing? You know, yeah. like, okay, cool. Okay. I was like, but I, I see the usability. There's so many options and variability. So yeah. I
0: yeah. I it. think, I think that'd be worth it. Uh, the second would be, I really, really, really would love one of those prime prodigy racks that they've got, which is mm-hmm. like a squat rack with a weight stack machine built in with a pull down in a row. Um, like you, we've got a two split facility, but our facility is not that big. And I just, like, I'm a big nerdy fan of that machine i think it would be an absolute blast and then the other thing and again from kassum who's been really influencing the exercise scene um he modified the hack squat machine that they've got with a bunch of band posts and rollers so you can offload it or upload it um, and change the angle of it uh, by atlantis and so for me those three would be my selfish perks actually they're all pretty selfish to be honest with you i think those would be the next things
1: yeah i feel that do you mean do you mean that predator squat is that what you're talking about
0: Maybe it's Predator. I think it's Predator.
1: It's on a it's on a an arc. Yeah. Yeah, the Predator. Or sorry. That's theirs. That's a different company I'm thinking of. But yes. yeah, love that of idea. Yeah, that's that's one of the pieces I'd like too, just because um I'm really good at like getting my my posterior chain going.
0: Yeah. Like
1: my glutes, hamstrings, because like college, it's like glutes, hamstrings, glutes, hamstrings. But yeah, I've really yeah. found based off of my the way my ribs sit, I need to work the front side a little more. Um, so I would love that machine, right? Yeah. Um, like just because I like to be extended. And so like, I have to really think about when I get to in a flex position. Um, so it's always a, something I like, but I'd like one of those. I still want that Cybex, um, uh, squat press.
0: Oh right yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I just, I feel like we used that. We went to Ohio that one time for, for when we did the, the, all of us, the instructors, the meeting. Yeah. yeah. No, I think we did shoulders, but I feel like we tried that.
0: But we messed um, around with
1: it. I love that thing. Um, yeah. And then let's see third one. Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I guess from the sports performance side, I'd like that Kaiser functional trainer. So, yeah, you know, there's this rotation piece and so forth um, that you can do with it. But if I can add another one, one that I've been talking to to interview with and stuff, it's called Proteus. Um, they, they want me to, to get it uh the guy that key the guy flew in not the owner but like one of the salespeople, and talked with him he's from this area and i'd love to use it from a testing aspect but also training because it's it's myocentric or sorry it's concentric focused so there's no eccentric load in it and it's detecting like how your velocity your meters per second and like you there's it's like in your you're like in water Oh, So I would love to mess with that for sure. So you're not in water, but it's like, you know, resistance, 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 resistance. So, and there's no path of motion. So it's like all over the place. So I'd love to play with that. I mean, I'll probably get that eventually. Um, It's just timing wise and size in the facility. Right. Yeah. So I've limitations of size in a facility, you know, it's a bummer. <laughs> that's, what
0: we're, honestly, that's what we're dealing with too, man. Is I, there's a bunch of stuff I would love to get that would be super useful for us. But I mean, we're 4,000 square feet and we're maxed out right now. Yeah. Um, and I have no intentions of going too much bigger because I like the cost expense ratio right now mm-hmm. or income expense ratio. But yeah. um, I got another question for you from Mr. Cooper. It's a simple one and it's silly. Oh, yeah. Would either of us sell him our Nautilus 2ST supine hip extension?
1: Yeah. I, I probably would at some point. Oh, really? I would. I would. Why? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I love the piece. Yeah. It's amazing. But yeah, I mean, I mean, eventually I probably would, but in the near future, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm if, if the price is right, I'm willing to part with any piece for sure. Fair enough. Um, if, I mean, that's just basic common, common business. Yeah. You know, so, but I love the piece. I selfishly love it. It took me five to six years to find it. I found it yeah. here locally in Tacoma. So it would take a while. You know,
0: I got mine for like 250 bucks. I, I was so at. lucky. I found it in some old storage from a gym that was closed and it was in an iron outdoor storage bin and they wanted to get rid of it. And it was like it was great. I love Dude.
1: it. Yeah. Yours is in good shape. Mine's mine's a little weathered. It's a little work. So I had to make some refurbishing stuff and it's good now. Yeah. Um, but yeah it was yeah it's was great ah, they'll pop up i mean you just yeah. got to keep hunting like i waited five six years and found it and the guy was like you want this thing because he posted <laughs> other two st yeah um and i was like you got any more he's like well, what are you looking for and i was like when he responded via email that way i was like all right all yeah. right <laughs> it's like a hip extension so you lay in your back. Probably he's like oh you mean this and i'm like yeah you want to sell that he's like Sure. I wouldn't think I didn't think anybody would want this. I'm like, yeah, nobody wants that. You know, no, it's it's, you know, I just kind of want to mess with it.
0: (laughs) It's funny. That's one of those machines that if you know what it is, it's like super valuable to you. And then if you don't, you're like, well, this is garbage. Like who wants to do their glutes upright? Like, This is crazy. I know, dude. It's it is
1: crazy because like like, you know, shoes, right? Like I like shoes and there's like StockX. So it's a stock market of shoes. I mean, the same aspect happens when it comes to equipment right yeah. so it's it's a social score no, i don't want to say that a social market of like wow this is needed this is wanted yeah that volume shoots up so or volume value value shoots up so yeah
0: you know what it's funny so everyone knows here i play drums and my step-grandfather my papa he also played drums. And yeah. forever since I've known him, since I was like 10 in his basement, he had this crappy bass drum and crappy snare drum on the sh- sitting on the shelf. And you know, yeah. like when you watch a movie and there's like a rusty old drum in the back of a movie scene and no one ever touches it, it was kind of like yeah. that. Like it was just this piece, <laughs> of, it looked awful on the shelf. And you're like, well, I don't know what that's for. Right. So when he passed away, he, my stepdad said, well, here, you can have these. And I looked at the drum and the, the snare drum was covered in so much thick lacquer paint that you mm. looked at it and you're like, this is probably garbage, <laughs> but because it was my papa's, I'm gonna yeah, do a yeah, little yeah. research on it. So I sent a photo of it to a buddy of mine and it, it looked terrible, man. I'll stop, send a photo to you because it was so yeah, yeah. And so my buddy Jason looks, he goes, I think that might be really special. Send it over here. So I dropped it off at his house. He started cleaning it up. It turns out it's, it's a 1950 snare drum from one of the original companies that is now super popular. It's worth $2,000. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dude. And it was just one of those things that if you don't know what it is and the color of it and all that stuff, you'd never know the value and just giving it a little love.
1: really Yeah.
0: It out. I love it, man. There's so many of those things though. Yeah.
1: You know, if I think about that aspect, that also applies to clients.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: Right. We think, uh, Oh, I'm old. I'm done. Yeah. No, you're not done. You're still full of a lot of value. Yeah. So we just got to teach you how to, use that body effectively. We're going to take some of those layers of lacquer off. Yeah. I mean, I think that 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 aspect applies to clients and like I have older clients who are like I never thought I would be I feel better than I did when I was this age. I'm like I'm so proud of you. You've done a really good job. Thank you for believing in yourself and allowing me to be a part of that journey. I mean, that's that applies to so many things. Like but we usually use that analogy like I did with shoes and then a snare drum with with material objects, right? But it's like no, no, no. No, there's some there's some gold in there. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I'm yeah. gonna be that leprechaun and I'm gonna get to that pot of gold. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, so oh, speaking yeah. of pots of gold, if anyone knows anything about you, you've done an incredible job of building a badass business with a bunch of other side businesses. Time for that in the future. But you've really done an incredible job of I think taking the group athlete phenomenon. And really doing an incredible job with it between the mentorship and camaraderie that you provide to these athletes, uh, a scientific approach to training and really being able to make incredible connections with coaches and university people and really giving these students a confidant locally that they can trust. Right. So I got a couple of questions that were specifically for you. um, And one is from another student of ours and MSS student and RTS student, Mike and He said, how do you get local coaches to trust your process on building better athletes and refer to you? It's a great question.
1: It's heavy. Um, I think I said this in another episode before it's sustained effort over time, sustained high quality effort over time. Yep. Um, I hate to say this, but you, your product is the athlete. And if you take an athlete and they get much better in certain areas that coaches are evaluating, They're going to ask you, what have you been doing unless they have an ego and they think that they did it because, you know, in a group practice, which isn't possible. So you got to one, do good. You got to do good work. And that's like you said, the mental, emotional confidant. Like, I think that's been pretty heavy. Like you asked me, like, is there anything I want to go over? Um, I think this ties in. But like culture and communication is crucial. Um, And I think that I've really dove into that aspect of training the athletes and also the adults, but definitely the athletes because like they're going through stressful situations, recruiting looks different. The schooling system looks different and so forth. Um, And they're frustrated. They don't feel heard, you know? And, you know, I had one group of like a whole class across the nation here where it's like when COVID hit, it was like recruiting class done because those seniors at college, they got their season taken. If you're a spring athlete, so track baseball, softball, they get to come back. Well then that puts stress on the coaches they can't really recruit a recruiting class because that scholarship money is still promised to those people. Right. So I've had to kind of like leverage that up. But then if you build that trust and you do a good job, they're going to speak for you. Right. I'll give an example. All right. This isn't a coach. I um, had a girl come in, worked with her for a long time. She's a really, really good athlete. Um, and she's getting back pain. All right. And so um, she was going to PT closer to her, not super far from me, but closer to her. We're a little bit of a drive, Um, which is fine. And uh, the PT prompted to ask like, oh, you're just really tight. You know, this girl's been with me since 13. Right. I was feeling better. And then her mom wanted to go to PT, which is cool. And so um, did that. She's like, oh, you're really tight. Like when you go to that guy, Curtis, like, do you guys stretch before? She's like, no, like we warm up. Like we have specific exercise. We do this type of stuff. Oh, that's why your back hurts. So what did that lady just do to somebody that I built this relationship with? She trashed me. Right. Because she wanted to have a level up on me. And from that, she left the PT place because she's like, dude, I don't think you understand who this person is. Right. And I was like, you didn't need to do that. She's like, well, doesn't that make you mad? I'm like, those things happen on a regular basis because I don't have a medical license, anything. And people, they—they, they, all of us do this. We want to one-up people. It's not about you. We're in a service industry. It's about helping that person, right? So then I prompted to email up my, what I do now, communication with PT. I like talk on the phone. Um, they got the email. The email back was, I'm a little bit overwhelmed with this assessment in your notes. I don't know where to start communication. I don't think we need to talk on the phone because she's not coming back like, we have other people in common that like your your boss has referred to me. I thought it'd be good to open up dialogue. So if you do a good job and you put your clients first, your athletes first, they're going to speak for you. And then say an athlete comes, says, hey, my coach asked, like, what have you been doing? Would you mind talking to them? Yeah, for sure. I'll make that time, right? Play the long game. Don't play the short game. You're not getting anything monetary out of that discussion for 30 minutes to an hour, but play the long game because the more you're heard about, right? As Grant Cardone would say, he's like, action, live action, get out there. You got to be seen. You got to be seen. You got to be seen. You know, if people know who you are and your reputation is good, that will start to permeate. But then making a proactive effort. Yeah. Right. Reaching out. So it just takes time, but don't give up. Don't let one coach diminish you because they want to use their ego to say, well, I know that too. And you'd be like, that's so good. I didn't know this until a year ago. And then they're like, wait, what? You know, so it just takes time. But you just have to believe in the value that you're providing.
0: So on that, like rapport building with teams, do you yeah. find often you'll have an athlete that'll come see you, do some work with them, then you meet their coach, and then you meet their team? Or will you actively go out and seek coaches to connect with?
1: Um, I did that in the beginning. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. If I have somebody now um that comes in or i'm getting a bunch of girls or guys from a team uh, i'll reach out like hey what are you guys doing what's your practice schedule like you know like wh- how what's the intensity of your practice is monday a light day wednesday a tough day fridays a like walk through to prep for the weekend like, so i can match a little bit the stress levels they're going throughout the week yeah um i do that now when i first started like i went to my old high school and i said hey the football coach like, can i do your guys programming so I'll do it for like I was like I didn't say whether I did it for free or not in my mind I had the mindset to do it for free he's like yeah I've delivered a lot of value and I got a check in the mail wasn't expecting it which is great
0: nice you know? right and then
1: that was like 2011, 10 and then then that person talks because kids play multiple sports so yeah. then it kind of started that way and then uh yeah I mean you could actively seek them out but did it for free yeah
0: yeah I mean yeah See, that's the thing. And then you said the Grant Cardone thing. You got to be seen. You got to be seen. You know, I, I think if you want to get as busy and recognize as fast as possible, you got to volunteer as much time as possible, get in front of as many people as possible, give back as much as possible. And like you said, you nurture those relationships and provide a ton of value. Yeah. You are absolutely going to grow. There'll be a point where you don't have to do that. But if you've got a the thing that drives me nuts, I don't know if you have this, or maybe you went through this. I did this where I had okay. a, a light schedule was like 11 or 12 hours of clients. And I was like, hey, well, I want to be full time. So that means if I want to work 40 hours, that means I've got 29 hours of unpaid time where I can devote my time to. Yeah. And I would call chiropractor, massage therapist, do presentations and fill all my non-paid time with unpaid activities that prove yeah. was productive in front of people. I mean, otherwise you're going to sit at home and play call of duty or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, might as well get out there. And so I think that's absolutely brilliant man. get in front of people. Give your I time share. I think when I
1: started my own business, I rented from another guy. And uh, I told Jackie, like, hey, like if I'm not like I had to pay rent per day, yeah, but I had a minimum per month and stuff. And so I was like, okay, it's like and I asked him, I was like, Well, if I'm not working, if I'm just here studying or hanging out or working out, like he's like, No, no, no. So what would I do? I would just stay in the facility. I wouldn't just show up for appointments.
0: Yes, I would agree. I would I I would
1: stay there, right? Because you might get that random pop in. And then it's like, okay, hey, how you doing? Here's a here's a moment. They yeah. they've, they've always cleared a bunch of the the stuff we got to sift through. They they drove here, got in the car, made an active action to walk in this door. They did a cold, not a cold call, but a cold researching. I don't know. They're like, hey, let's take advantage of this opportunity. So I feel like the more you are somewhere, people know you're there. I tell the guys hear this too, like, because people come in or if people see like. If I'm working with somebody and they're not working with them, like, no, that guy's there all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, you should call him. He's great. Call this guy. You know, like, if you're there, it makes a big difference too, versus like being at home and then I come in for an hour and then I'm going to, oh, I got a two hour break. I'm going to go home.
0: I'll work from home.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. No, but you're also wasting time driving. Yes. Just stay there. Stay there and maximize that time. You could probably within 30 minutes make three quality phone calls. I, you know, so, yeah, completely
0: agree. Know. Completely, completely agree. Yeah. Show up and keep showing up. Show <laughs> keep up. Keep showing up.
1: Sustained effort over time. Sustained yes.
0: effort over time. And we're going to name that episode, this episode, that sustained effort over time. So, Boom. one of my guys here, uh, who is the same background that you and I have, he's certified all the fun stuff and he's put a ton of time in. He's wanting to do some athletic stuff. And so he wrote me a bunch of questions, but I want to ask one that I think I I would love to hear your take on because I'm actually Mm -hmm. just genuinely interested. So he was curious about we were talking about him running a group and he said he's confused and struggling with how to customize and individualize exercises for specific athletes in a group scenario. And I'd love to hear how you handle that. If you've got four or eight kids on the floor, I don't say kids, but young athletes. And one needs something. To, you're trying to show them a specific process. You got a plan, but you got to change this and you got to change that. How do you go about handling that? Yeah,
1: there's a few things you got to figure out, right? So like we do team stuff here. So look, I'm gonna put this in a couple of categories, all right? So I have a small group training that I do. Max is four kids per hour. Okay, it's really busy right now. So like I'm, when I'm in, I'm like it's game time. So that's like I gotta boom boom boom. I build up their plans, but I'm not. <clears throat> Hey, how you feeling today? Cool. Hey, little Johnny, how you feeling today? Little Susie, how you feeling today? We're bouncing around. How'd that feel? That's really good. So that's a lot more bouncing around for me. All right. So I have the plan of action of where we're going to go, or we call it the white papers. So yeah. we build out a whole white paper so I can look from their assessment, from what's going on, what their homework has been daily. And then, okay, these are the directions we need to go. These are some of them. Like, it's there. I get a snapshot. I have it color-coded, blah, blah, blah. And then I have each of those per hour. Now it's always it's always scheduled skill level, right? It's not like oh same sport, it's skill level. So if I feel like I have a 12 year old who comes in who I've been working with since he was nine, he's probably the skill level of a 15 year old. I can pair him with a 15. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I and I never compromise that because if if there's a level of nomenclature or language where I can say hey blah blah, blah chin here blah, blah blah this 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 like real quick they're on it. I can put those. More people per hour. If I got a new kid, small group, I might go one to two kids, or maybe one a couple times, just him and I, even though it's or her and I, just depending you know, on it is. Yeah, you, you can customize it, but you have to figure that out. When it comes to bigger groups, we're all doing the same thing, man. Like, it doesn't mean like we'll we'll build out like a team thing. So we do like a, a an introduction of how to lift, depending on sport, mm-hmm. pre test, post test, lift, 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 lift. They get a packet, all these concepts, <clears throat> depending on the sport, and so. That's more like we're doing the same thing. You can't customize something for, in my opinion, six and up. Like six is, for me, is the cap. But Pretty up, honest, it's yeah. tough because you got to have stations and rotate through and build a program. So you're almost training for a physiological change, right? Like, okay, we're focusing on power today. These right. are the lifts we're going to do for power. Hey, little Johnny, remember when you row? You've got to think shoulder blade, then this. Hey, little Timmy, you need to think elbow, then shoulder. So those things can be personalized that way. The exercise might be the same, but the experience is different.
0: Um, Lots of littles. Yeah,
1: Yeah, so that can kind of vary. But um, it just depends. But the biggest thing that you have to figure out, like – so for Q, Q does great with teams that way. But when it comes to small group, I think he prefers one – or like max two, three. Probably his sweet spots too. Yep. I can do four, right? Because um, I got thrown in the fire like when I was at my first, first job. 12-year-old, 18-year-old, go. You're like, holy spectrum. So I think over time you can handle more when it's group stuff, team, st- <coughs> team stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. Team stuff, you can do that stuff pretty easily. Yeah, It's all the same workout. But you got to figure out what, what's the best for me. How can I still provide a good service? And then maybe one hour a week, you do three instead of two. Like that went okay. Why'd it go okay? Well, they're all, they've been with me for a while and they understand my language and stuff like that. So that kind of varies. So you got to figure out the service you want to provide, go from there. Like it's really hard to do. Okay. We're going to do an offload with a band on the, you know, lying hamstring curl. And then little Johnny, you're over here doing the seated version. You're doing a myometric, right? Plyometric left. Like that's, that's not, it's, it's not doable right now for our athlete academy we can do that stuff because guess what they have to apply to get into that right it's a play to show a competency and self um driver to do that gosh what's the word i wanted to use there doesn't matter anyways they have this internal driver to self-efficacy to drive forward from there so and- yeah
0: so is that application process, like, do they do you send videos and stuff like that, or is it a series of questions around commitment? They've had and- to be
1: with us for a bit. Ah, uh, okay. And I kind of, they, they're probably ready for this. The goal of the academy is to get these athletes w- prepared for what it's going to be like in college. It's a lot more detailed than some of these colleges because they kind of do the same workouts. And what's great about that landscape is that's changing. They're individualizing a little bit more. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I need them to get ready to step into that environment. And if they're used to that environment here in a safe place as a soft launch, but they're still getting better now when they make that transition, it's a better situation for them. They're not playing catch up. They're not overwhelmed.
0: So how do you handle the group stuff? Um, Cause it's, I mean, brilliant, man. I love it. If you've got different sports or different positions that have vastly different requirements, mm-hmm. do you have just like a tone of a workout or do you, I mean, how do you handle that? <clears throat> no,
1: no, See, this is where I think the communication and culture thing comes into place.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, there's football guys that come in together right now. They organize their group to come together. They do that. That's I can go one tempo, yeah. right? Tone, tonality, how I speak to them, concepts. That's that's pretty easy.
0: Yeah. But
1: Each of those guys are different. They play the same sport, but how they process things is different. Their temperament, who they are, introverted, extroverted, a combination of both, that types of stuff. But That's that's a game you can play with that. But say I I have like like I'm trying to think. Yesterday I had a football guy. Football guy, two softball girl, three softball girls. That's different.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Um. Or I've had softball, softball, baseball, lacrosse. So you're you're coaching each of them individually, even within that hour. It's almost like I'm opening up my internet browser and I have one of my tabs is you know necklaces and valentine's day gifts for my daughter and then there's another tab which is like another softball player that hour where it's valentine's day gifts for my wife different people same theme then the third tab is like we're going to look at you know gym clothes for the you know like
0: yeah
1: i can ebb and flow between those tabs but there's a difference in each of them so That's how I look at it. So I got to communicate to them different, all type of stuff too, and what their demands is. And it's all built or it's still individualized. You know, like I'm not focused on position. Everybody's doing like I'm like, we have all O linemen today, all this, all this. No, if you're lacking in these areas, you need to work on these regardless. We need to make you the best athlete you can be that happens to play football, that happens to play baseball. And until we get those markers there, we can't actually cut you loose into the skill-specific, I guess, or demand-specific stuff. That takes a little time. So that's just kind of how I look at it a little bit.
0: I love it, man. Those are all the big questions, man. Those are all the big questions. But I I have, I got something I'm just curious about. We did a cool study group today. Um, Because what I was talking about is, you know, in my past with different worlds of education, I've spent a lot of time personally, one on one, a lot of time working on just a table with clients. And Mm -hmm. lately, I've transitioned so much more to trying to have the same methodology, the same thought process if I'm working with someone, but using one like I would say 99 percent exercise machines and exercises only with a little bit of assessment or a little bit of dynamometer or a little cool. bit. And it's been a really cool transition because ultimately the same things are happening and we're getting really cool information, but all the clients feel like that they're 100% like we talked about in the last group call, it's exercise. And I'm just wondering how is that, I mean, as a closing question for you, much is kind of a can of worms. I'm just curious, how has that process evolved for you over the last little while?
1: I'd say I'm more that, what you've been exploring, I've probably been there more so. Yeah. Um, for a few years, if I feel like, uh, the machine has a limitation for this structure or the person, how they're built or whatever it is, I need to get them here on the table to check those. I want to set a certain path. I want to set this. Um, but you can simulate everything on a machine. I mean, that's what we found, right? I mean, we found that like the table work that we're doing, uh, not to toot our horns, but we tend to progress through certain things fast. And then we need to actually prepare them for the stresses of that in the real world. My hands and my I'm – I'm a pretty strong dude, but I can't simulate enough force over time, reps, whatever it is, to simulate that out there. But these machines have that opportunity to, to do that. So um, I, I feel like you get a lot more done, but I think this comes back to like culture and communication a little bit, right? Well, I'm coming to this place to do what? Exercise. I'm on a table. I didn't know I was coming for a massage. Right. The hard part is we're 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 battling this scripting and marketing that has happened. We've sectioned everything off, and I think that what's great about what Greg has said, he goes, "Dude, this is just the floor raised up, right? Um, or this is this is exercise. That's ex- it's all exercise from the viewpoint that we're using it. And so I think that the cool thing is is you might have a client come in that's like. I'm here because I heard you really help with glute pain and I have this glute pain, right? Okay, cool. Then you get another person coming in. So they probably lean a little more towards the table and then we might need to nudge them towards that glute pain keeps coming back because you're not adequately stressing that area out or training it, stressing it appropriately to handle your daily life stresses. Then we have, you know, Jack Johnny coming in. And he wants to prove like, oh, yeah, bro, I've done like this methodology, this methodology, like this weird shoulder thing. It's real weird, you know, and so I heard you help with shoulder stuff and like they want to get off this thing. So can I potentially in that scenario use machines as a way to because Jack Johnny, he's he's in the gym nonstop. How do I use this environment to get him to slow down so when he's going to be Jack Johnny outside of here? He's doing things more appropriately. So I think each situation is different. I think that getting people to—I mean, I don't think people are moving enough. I don't think people are moving enough um, okay. intention, intentionally. I think mean, people are moving, but I don't think we're moving with intention, right? Like the the definition from Exercise Pro Ed, right? I think the way you know it's an int- it's it's based around intention. If I walk to my mailbox to grab mail, my goal to get the mail, great. Versus I'm going to walk to the mailbox as quickly as possible with a good heel strike to toe strike, whatever it is. I'm downhill, uphill. I'm going to do that as effectively as possible. Like you're focusing on the process versus the end goal. And I think that if we can change the intentionality of those things, it will ch- And that's what I think we do. You know, do a lateral raise. This hurts. We'll think about doing it this way. And it's a skill acquisition. Oh, I thought a lateral raise was here. Well, based off your structure, your shoulder blades sit here. And so if we bring you around in this, this oblique plane, scapular plane, whatever term you want to use, and then I want you to have your feet split this way because it takes your spine and puts you here. Now that can move. I need to do that right now, but my goal is to when you go to do normal day life, you can go here, here, here. But when we're exercising, I want you to be intentional with this setup and do it this way. You know, so I – yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with that stuff. So, you know, I, I I try to get people off the table as quickly as possible.
0: Comes down to exercise.
1: Yeah, it's all exercise. But, yes, getting them to – because that changes their perspective. Gosh, yeah. I'm hurt. I'm on the table. Oh, I get to get up. I'm not hurt. no, 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 no. I have stuff that bugs me, and like from playing baseball for years and golf, my hip, whatever it is. So I think I think if people – and again, I'm not trying to plug anything. Tom's class or yeah. classes, like if you can understand the tools you're going to use to make changes on a system, it's crucial. It's crucial, yeah. dude. Like why do you have your trap bar the way you have it? Oh, I have it because I want to raise the handles up and I want to ch- challenge grip strength by doing the CAS or the prime. or yeah. yeah. Why, right? So, yeah, anyways,
0: you know, it's funny that last part you just said. I, every, the more of these episodes I do, the more I think about every because as I'm learning more about the business marketing stuff, I'm relearning and learning new things. And I shouldn't say relearning, I'm relearning how I learn about things because it's right there's a lot of new world, and there's so much of my thought process of how I think about it comes back to how I learned about things from Tom and RTS. And the basic mechanics of that course, I I said this to Tom once, I think that whole first part of RTS mastery, where it's just about philosophy and think, rethinking things and challenging yourself. I think that that alone is an entire program in itself because that teaches you how to think and question Mm -hmm. things and grow and develop. Um, Yeah. So I love that you just said that. I couldn't agree more, man. I couldn't agree more.
1: If I could recommend a book to Adam Grant, I'll close with this, but Adam Grant, I finished a book by him and I'm blanking. Let me go to my Audible. Yeah, I got busted <laughs> I earlier. It's called Originals. <laughs> or no, sorry, no. My wife started that one. I finished. Think again.
0: Think again. And He was How talking
1: about if you lose the ability to rethink, you're you're gonna lose, right? So I'm listen to that and he, for sure. And he talked about BlackBerry. BlackBerry had you know ninety two percent in a market share for a while, and then they stuck their heels in in this, and then they were gone. <laughs> gone right so i yeah. think what's cool about what you said the more we learn if we go back and revisit those things it's like i'm looking at it from a different mind frame and then i can rethink which is crucial so, yeah man i, love, I it. love
0: it curtis man i love chatting with you man thank you so much for being a part of today's Dude. episodes and the questions and thank uh, you yeah this is i'm blast. proud of
1: you bro i'm so proud of what you've been doing and i know you know i'm just i think it's awesome to see you grow and you push me and it encourages me to grow and get better with things and um, I'm just proud of you, man. I, I just, I really enjoy these conversations we can have. And I know having two kids and different time zones is tough for us, but I just, uh, I'm proud of you, bro. And just keep doing what you're doing. Cause people need it, you know?
0: So I gotta say the same to you. Honestly, I'm proud of you. And I appreciate what you're doing. Every time I watch your new video edits, I'm like, I got to get back to more editing stuff. That's absolutely <laughs> insane. And it makes me feel stuff. And that's the way that it should be. So yeah, it's great. I yeah. love it. Awesome, man. Everyone, listen, if you don't know who Curtis is, you're insane. But if you don't go check out Curtis Clay training, check out all of his socials, watch his hectic videos, watch his athletes, (laughs) listen to him talk. He gets you fired up. He's so genuine and raw. Curtis, dude, I love you, man. Thank you. Love you too, bro. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening, guys.